Hi, everyone. Welcome to Outer Banks Health, the official podcast series of the Outer Banks Hospital and Medical Group. Each month, we will be featuring guests who will discuss not only health-related topics, but community topics as well. We are your hosts, Nish Schnabel. And I'm Wendy Kelly. Today's guest is a longtime medical care provider on the Outer Banks. This Michigan native arrived in the year 2000 after a stint with the Baptist Healthcare Emergency Department in Memphis, Tennessee. Her first job here on the Outer Banks was at the Old Medical Center in Nagshead. She has extensive experience in emergent care, her own business known as Medical House Calls, and currently works at the Outer Banks Urgent Care Center in Kitty Hawk and has been with them since it began in 2012. This physician assistant leads a team of six full-time advanced practice providers. Please help me welcome the fabulous Ricky Schuster. Hey, Ricky. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thank you. We're Thank thrilled. You. We are. So Wendy and I were actually talking about it, and we really don't want to talk to you. We want to hear about your amazing daughter, Catherine. For the one or two listeners who might not know who she is, please tell us why she is an Outer Banks phenom. Oh, jeez. Well, I do feel more comfortable talking about her <laughs> than myself, actually. So <laughs> Catherine is doing great. She's starting her sophomore year at Clemson University playing on the women's golf team. And we're hoping for a great year. That's so, awesome. yeah, we're very proud of her. Good. Very good. Mm-hmm. You know, we did a whole month of podcasts on the history of the hospital. I don't think we ever spoke to anybody that worked at the medical center. Oh, really? Yeah. What was that like when you started there? And what was it like without the hospital when you were there? Well, it was very interesting because you never knew what you were going to get. I mean, we took in absolutely everything at that. um, I guess they call it an urgent care. No, they called it the medical center. I I don't know. I wasn't here. The medical center. Outer Banks Medical Center. Where was it in Nagshead? Well, I actually worked at the one that's next to Ace Hardware off Barnes Street. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So it was open 24 hours. It was essentially a freestanding emergency department. Oh, wow. Yeah, so everything got shipped. Oh, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. How many providers were there? Wow. Like 20-some years (laughs) ago. Like more than a handful or one or two? There were usually at least three. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, I don't really know anything about it. And we were attached to, it was called... Healthies, family practice. Right. And the county had a lot to do with it, too. Yeah. Wow. What a difference. Okay. To clarify for our listeners, you are a physician assistant, which is an advanced practice provider. Tell us about an advanced practice provider and why it is such a valuable resource in our community. Well, we call ourselves APPs now. Typically, we have a master's level degree, and we all have numerous hours of hands-on patient experience before we even get accepted into our program. So quite a bit of experience before we even start our education. Our community of APPs are exceptional with many seasoned professionals in all of the specialties. So not only in the emergency department and the urgent care, but also primary care, OBGYN. We have APPs in wellness and now urology and oncology as well. To give you an example, our office in Kitty Hawk has over 120 years of practice experience between the six providers. That's great. Yeah. yeah. But the beauty of APPs is that you're essentially getting a two-for-one deal. You know, so in other words, if you think about that, whenever an AP runs into a medical situation that they aren't comfortable with, they always have a supervising physician in their corner to consult. So we are trained to know our limitations and know when to ask for help. So our community is fortunate to have many compassionate APPs that have practiced in the OBX for several decades. 
And we have roots here. And I believe our APP profession has an outstanding reputation in our community for being not only knowledgeable, but very compassionate. That's great. One of the reasons we wanted to do the podcast was to help folks understand where the best place to go for a care is here mm -hmm. locally. So before we talk about that, can you elaborate on what the term non-emergent care means? Sure. Non-emergent care means basically a patient has an illness or an injury that is stable, which poses no present threat to life or risk of permanent disability. So non-life threatening illnesses or injuries. For instance, earaches, rashes, cough, sore throat, sprained ankles, things like that. Fish hooks. Fish hooks. Lots of fish hooks. <laughs> We've actually had quite a few. Stingray. Uh, yeah. yeah. And jellies. 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 Yeah. Yep. So things like that. That's exactly what the urgent cares are for. Excellent. So you've done stints in the emergency mm -hmm. department and urgent care. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to why it's important to know where to go from the standpoint of maybe faster attention from a provider or just the best use of the care that we have here on the Outer Banks? Absolutely. So the emergency department should be really utilized when you're under acute significant duress, such as chest pain or pressure or shortness of breath, things like that, severe abdominal pain head injuries, neck or back trauma. But the reason why it's so important to know the difference is because in the emergency department, patients are triaged and they're brought back to be seen by a provider in the order of severity of their complaint. So for instance, if you have a non-emergent complaint, fish such hook. as a, a fish hook or a turned ankle or something, right. you might be in a lot of pain and you might think that fish hook is really important, <laughs> which it is. But you know, you're going to wait longer in the emergency department because there's going to be people there that are utilizing it properly, like those with chest pains and whatnot. So you might wait quite a while for your sprained ankle. So in the meantime, you could have been in and out of the urgent care in a flash. It's right. usually typically within 90 minutes is what we try to aim for anyway. So, you know, the urgent care typically does not triage. So they're taken in the order in which they come in first come first serve. So if you come into the urgent care with your turned ankle, you'll be taken back in the order that you checked in. You won't have to wait for the other people to go ahead. Good point. Yeah. That's a great point. So when you switched from the emergency department to the urgent care, did you have to change the way you practice medicine? Tell us about that. So I practice medicine the same way, but in other words, I have to make the decision of whether or not this person is in an emergent situation or not. So unfortunately, a lot of times people don't know which place to go to, which is obviously why we're talking. <laughs> so we will get those few people that have maybe questionable illnesses or injuries, and I have to think to myself, okay, if I were sitting in the ED right now, what would I do? So if the answer is I would get cardiac enzyme tests, for instance, then that means they have to go to the hospital to get their cardiac enzyme right. tests. So my thought process is, is the same, but I just don't have the tools that I right. used to. Well, it's a different kind of care. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, it is a different kind of medicine, but essentially, you know, I can't change my brain from thinking what's the worst case scenario. So right. number one is patient safety. So I have to think what's the best thing for them. And hopefully I can take care of them in the urgent care. Yeah. Nice. So we didn't have it on our sheet. What about the COVID? How was that with all the COVID testing and the COVID patients? And tell us, was that your first ever pandemic that you... Oh, my goodness. I never thought that I would uh, experience something like that. It was rather interesting. In the very beginning, everybody was staying home. And we actually got really slow in the beginning. But was unfortunate because then people that were actually needing help wouldn't right. come in. So that 
shifted to then everybody <laughs> coming in. <laughs> and, I mean, there were days last summer, oh my goodness, we would see over 200, 250 patients. It's, just, it's yeah. not possible, you it, know. Well, it's not sustainable. For sure. Right. <laughs> I mean, the Outer Banks, it was Vidin at the time, but it's now you see it. was very good about helping us with staffing. I mean, right. we were oh, very good. well staffed, yeah. supported, and they made sure we had food and water. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were very well supported. But yeah, it was a little bit insane. And seeing a lot of people in the parking lot, which I never thought I'd see people in a parking lot when I was training, you know, had plenty of patients make the comment that it looks like a mash unit. It was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, it's definitely calmed down since then. But we're still seeing a fair share of COVID. But now you can do the others that don't have COVID, right? Right, and So right. They, they can feel like they can get in probably. Right. Yeah. And we've always had separate yeah. entrances and exits nice. and mm-hmm. have always kept one side a well side and one side a sick side. So I think that we've done a really good job. Very good. Putting on your um, emergency room provider cap, can we help folks with the whole idea of I'm going to drive myself to the <laughs> ER versus maybe I'll dial 911? And I've had friends, and in the moment, it's like, I can get there yeah. fast. You think you can get there faster, but let's talk a little bit about why it's important to perhaps call emergency <laughs> services. Just remember, again, it, emergency services are for those things that are potentially life-threatening especially things like chest pain, possible heart attack, you know, strokes. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, if you call 911, the paramedics that respond to you can start treatment immediately and they can start their evaluation immediately. So whether you can get there faster doesn't really (laughs) make a difference because you'll get treatment faster. That's a good point. And Mm -hmm. what you need to remember is that Time is essential and is of the essence. So it's very important when you have a potential life-threatening emergency, please call 911. And the emergency room can be prepared because right. I'm sure there's conversation between them. Absolutely. Paramedics call the medical command in the emergency department and waiting for them when they get there. So Very cool. So you are in, located at the urgent care in Kitty Hawk, yes. right? Tell us, have you been to the new urgent care in Nagsa that we just built, which used to be the Applebee's? <laughs> I actually haven't, but I've heard wonderful <laughs> yes, things about yes. it. I've heard it's beautiful and clean and efficient, yeah. and I need to get over there. Well, we just want to make sure people know where it is. Right. It's in the Outer Banks Mall, and they have a group of mid-levels, or APPs, I'm sorry, that's <laughs> an old school term, who are as fantastic as the ones in Kitty Hawk. So I just want everybody to know that if you're down this end of the beach, that there's an urgent care there for you as well. You just go in the Outer Banks Mall, Mall entrance. And from the Applebee's. Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to talk about, Ricky? Are you thinking it's important for folks to know? Well, I was just going to mention that location's perfect because okay. if you are really thinking, okay, maybe I really don't need to go to the ER, they're literally what? Walking, walking distance. distance. So, yeah, that's yeah, a good I point. Mean, it's a really, really smart location for people to that's be able to go That's a great point. There. Mm-hmm. If you've enjoyed this podcast, share it on your social channels. To hear more Outer Banks Health, check out the library at theobh.com slash podcast. Ricky, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. And this is your host, Denise Schnabel. Stay safe.